Hey, everybody, enjoy this episode. Become a member, members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and become a member to support this program. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. You know, we hear a lot about the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the open border agenda and cabal, and it can feel as if there's this one world government attempt to squeeze our way of life. It feels artificial, top down, synthetic. We saw the tapes from Davos, Switzerland of the masters of the universe that were talking ad nauseum about how, yeah, there might be a rise of populism, but we need to quell it. In fact, Justin Trudeau just in the last day is talking openly about how there's a threat to democracy called populism. We must destroy it. If globalism is the problem, secular globalism, demonic globalism, then local Christian action is the solution. You know, we started TPUSA Faith. Uh, let me think about this. Yeah, three years ago. It was right after COVID, during the mandatory vaccine fight. And it was born out of COVID when I could not believe that so many churches were willing to have the label slapped on them to be called non-essential. That liquor stores, drug dispensaries, and marijuana dispensaries, strip clubs were all called essential, but the church was deemed non-essential. It was amazing to me how many churches locked down and shuttered down and allowed themselves to be thrown into the box of, ah, you don't need to stay open. It doesn't matter if you have Easter or Pentecost. In reality, if the church would have stayed open, who knows, we might have had Less isolation, less suicide, less issues. I'm not saying it all would have gone away, but the church could have well have been a remedy to so many of the societal ills that we saw because of the lockdowns, the lockdowns that never should have happened. On top of that, in the summer of 2020, we lived through Floydapalooza when the entire country decided to burn itself to a crisp, smash windows, torch Wendy's, all in the name of racial justice. And so many churches were on board with it. Major pastors like Pastor Rick Warren and many others marched in BLM parades enthusiastically for the spirit of racial justice. Of course, they're always the ones that tell us, oh, don't be political, don't be political. But they were very quick to participate in the racial justice protests of 2020. The American church was on defense. It was weak. It was wounded in a corner. And we felt that it was time for us to potentially get involved in the church organizing and pastor training space. This was really the inspiration behind starting TPUSA Faith. 
One thing led to another. A couple donors decided to underwrite the first year of operation, and it has grown beyond our wildest expectation. Now, I was told for years, oh, Charlie, all the churches, they're already organized. You know, they're already really strong. You're just going to be doing duplicative work. And it was very similar to what I heard when I started our campus work. Very similar to what I did when I start, when we started Turning Point USA on campuses. Oh, Charlie, it's already being done. There's young Republicans. There's no work to be done. I said, I don't know about that. Looking at COVID, a lot of these churches were not organized. These pastors were not trained. And there was not a spirit of being bold, strong, and courageous. Well, happening right now is our Strong Church Conference with our great partners at Dream City Church. Uh, it is a three-day event. We have been teasing it for the last couple of weeks. And last evening was our opening session. To our knowledge, this is the largest pastor's training happening in the country and happened in the last couple of years. There might be bigger ones out there, and we're willing to be corrected, but certainly the largest that will be talking about the critical issues of today. Turning Point Action will be hosting uh, ballot chasing, voter registration, election integrity, precinct committee training sessions. There will be hundreds of breakout sessions that are called labs. Those pastors combined represent millions of congregants. Uh, they represent a massive force multiplier effect. And this is the type of work that needs to get done. And these pastors understand that there is a spiritual war at the core of what is happening in this country. And there is a reason why we are seeing the attempted smears and slander, the attempted criticisms and attacks from Rob Reiner and Tim Alberta talking about Christian nationalism. That is, Laura, as Laura Logan would say, that is information warfare at its finest. They're trying to define you as, basically, they're trying to call you a Nazi without calling you a Nazi. But if we can put 43 or 44 back up on stage, look at this picture. What is happening right now as I do this program, and I'm going to hustle on over there to address these amazing Christian patriots, is they're concerned for their nation. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 7, demand the welfare of the nation that you are in because your welfare is tied to your nation's welfare. And they're talking about how to have mercy for your city, compassion for the downtrodden. Ministries will be launched from this about alcohol recovery and marriage rehabilitation, prison um, missionary type ministries. And we're also going to talk about how you can communicate about the issues of the day, talk about the major pressing topics that so many pastors stray away from. That right there, what you're looking at, is a direct threat to the secular, pagan, globalist agenda. What you are looking at is a direct threat to the direction they want to bring this country. And I am so thankful and proud for the success that TPUSA Faith has been able to accomplish here. It's remarkable to be able to bring this many pastors from all across the country to put together a pastor speaking lineup. It is second to none. It has never been done before in the history of the movement to our knowledge. I'm, I'm sure there's pastors conferences that are bigger, but they don't get into the, the real meat of the issue. They're usually, hey, listen to a couple speakers, you know, listen to some, you know, listen to some deal here. And there we go. We're getting to the essence of the issue. We're getting to the meat of it. And if we are serious about countering 
Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, if we're serious about countering the major forces, this is how we do it. MSNBC makes it very, very clear their disdain for Christians in America. This is a remarkable piece of tape from MSNBC. First of all, this woman is a certifiable moron. Who is this person? She's one of the dumbest people I've ever seen on television. For her to say that our rights come from Congress or from government, how this person was ever allowed to graduate from a university, allowed to be hired by Politico, it's honestly a laughingstock. This person is named Heidi Prezibliba. Prezibla, whatever. Listen to what she thinks. It is so hard to grasp how this person is allowed in decent society. Play cut 46. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Hold on. Where do you think rights come from, Heidi Prezibla? Do you want to read the Constitution? Or how about one of the course of human events becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands that have tied them to another, deriving from the equal and just power, goes on to say the laws of nature and nature's God. The founding fathers in our birth certificate, the Declaration of Independence, they did not say they got their rights from King George, but instead this believe in natural rights. Has Heidi Prezibla ever even heard of natural rights? This person's a reporter for Politico. Remarkable. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell, and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie, and don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners, or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. Why is it that they fear Christianity so much? They want Christianity to be obedient in the corner, 
not asking questions, sir, yes, sir, whatever the government wants to do, whenever the government wants to do it. Kind of similar to what the Canadian church would do. They hate Christianity because they do not want to acknowledge that there might be a transcendent order above themselves that governs the universe. It inherently makes them less powerful when they acknowledge that there is a sovereign God above them. It's humbling. Tyrants will never acknowledge that there is a eternal power that could be greater than them. And so they're using this messaging campaign to try and smear and slander people of faith, to try to have the church just stay in its corner. Don't be one of those Christian nationalists. Democrats believe that you, as a Christian, you're a bigger threat to America than Al-Qaeda. Play cut 47. Well, first of all, I don't think he can hold his party together. Second of all, you're exactly right. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. When I come out to promise you, I know these people. You're talking about Christian nationalism. That's absolutely. This is a a bigger threat than al-Qaeda to this country. And let me tell you something. They have Speaker of the House. They got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Don't kid yourself. And, And people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what the threat is. And this is a fundamental threat. To the United States, it is a fundamental, they don't believe in the Constitution. That's how you describe foreign adversaries. By the way, that all allows and gives the Overton window enough movement so that the intel agencies can spy on our activities. Hey, Christian nationalists are such a threat. Why don't we look at their text messages? Why don't we use the FISA warrants? By the way, 702 is coming up. Why don't we use the ability to infiltrate dissident political groups? Same way that John Brennan, right after January 6th, that, oh, yeah, this involves uh, anti-government types like libertarians. and Whoa, that's quite something, John Brennan. The idea that Christians might contest for their nation is a direct threat to the current regime. They want nothing to do with it. In fact, there is a plan and concerted effort. This is what Tim Alberta's book is all about. It's what the media campaign is all about. Play cut 48. I think, you know, what you're sort of what you're sort of getting at here is Christian nationalism, right? I read the I haven't read the book yet, but I read the piece that you put out in the Atlantic about it that ended with the pastor who took over for your father, who was trying to fight the takeover of Trump in the in the church. Um, you asked him what's happened to the evangelicals in America, and he said they love America too much. It's like they're is that what we're dealing with here? Is, is this what what this what the evangelical or at least for some evangelicals that are supporting Trump morphed into Christian nationalism? Tim Alberta is a state-sanctioned, regime-appointed Christian journalist that has been deployed to try and convince Christians that it's not your role to get involved in politics. Understand this. Not a single one of these people can debate using theology. I encourage any one of them to come on this program. You'll be allowed uninterrupted time. You have to use the Bible, though. You can't use feelings. You can't use innuendo to defend theologically why we should not care about the government. Anybody. But they can't and they won't. 
The big tell for me, you want to know the big reveal? When I said up, it's an up. Barack Obama publishes his favorite books of the year. And it just so happened that Barack Hussein Obama, one of his favorite books of 2023, was a book published at the end of 2023, Tim Alberta's The Kingdom, The Plot, Power, and The Glory. Oh yeah, we're just supposed to believe that Tim Alberta gets the Atlantic treatment, he goes on MSNBC, and Barack Obama just happens to clumsily stumble upon Tim Alberta's book and says, oh yeah, it's one of my favorite books of 2023. Of course it's orchestrated. Rob Reiner with his movie, about Christian nationalism. What does that term even mean? Well, it's information warfare. What it is, is they're trying to get pastors who are a little in the middle, Christians that are afraid to back off. Don't take the bait. In fact, it's time to lean in. It's time to care more about our city, more about our nation, because God commands you to care about the nation that you are in. Hey, this is Charlie Kirk, and I know a lot of you have been suffering under the Biden economy. Recently, school loan payments have been reinstated, and for many, it's adding thousands to their monthly expenses. My friends, Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian, they're amazing. They really helped me through a tough, tough situation recently. They've been excellent. They're ethical. They're just really great people. They're followers of Jesus Christ, and our worldviews are the same. I love them. And so please go to andrewandtodd.com. Interest rates are coming down. And they may be able to lower your overall payment. In fact, one of our team members said, Charlie, is it time to me to own a home? I sat down. I went to the numbers. I said, get in the owner game. Honestly, enough renting. You are burning your money renting. It might be a little bit more to own, but you're building equity. That's money you'll have for the rest of your life. Perhaps a reverse mortgage is a perfect solution. It's about expertise you could trust in times like this. I can't tell you how helpful they've been for me personally. They've just been excellent. Andrew and Todd, I'm honored to call them friends. We hang out when I go to Orange County together. Uh, they're really great. So say, Charlie sent me, 888-888-1172. That's 888-888-1172. They helped me through a mortgage situation recently that was super complex and moving pieces. And it was really, really tough. And other banks, by the way, wanted nothing to do with it. And they crushed it for me. 10 out of 10. Andrewandtodd.com. So check it out right now, andrewandtodd.com. Okay, I want to continue on this. Uh, Tim Alberta on cut 49. This is back from December, but this is very important. This plays into why we're doing the event. Why, they are trying their best to sabotage the momentum we are seeing in the pews, momentum we're seeing with pastors that are speaking out that were otherwise silent during COVID. Play cut 49, please. I think so. And listen, Christian nationalism is, is a loaded term and it means different things to different people. So I think clarifying in this context what the definition yeah. is, is helpful. At the end of the day, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are called to a citizenship in heaven uh, and you are called to be a part of the kingdom of God. And we are warned as Christians throughout scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, prayers and epistles, all the way through. It's not ambiguous that your identity is rooted in heaven. Your identity is rooted in following Jesus. Hold on. No, no, Tim, you're right. Our identity is in the eternal. Where does it ever say that you should not engage in the welfare of your nation? Was Daniel wrong? Was Esther wrong? Was Mordecai wrong? Was Joseph wrong? Was Joshua wrong? Should we remove them from the Bible, Tim Alberta? Can you, can you please respond to any one of this? How about, was Paul wrong, wrong to invoke his Roman citizenship? 
Were they incorrect? In the book of Acts, they said, we obey God, not man, and we're going to disobey civil authorities. Were they incorrect? Were the midwives to the Hebrews in Exodus 1 incorrect? When the demigod of the time, the Pharaoh said, throw the firstborn into the river, kill them all. And they disobeyed because they said they feared God and, quote, God dealt favorably with the midwives. Were they incorrect, Tim Alberta? You can't just go on MSNBC a bunch um, uh, uh, amongst a bunch of biblically illiterate secular commentators and get away with this. Eventually, one of these guys, David French, Tim Alberta, they're going to have to face the fire. And they go around on all of these friendly networks on the left. And, you know, they quote a scripture here and a Bible verse here. And Joe Scarborough and Mika, they don't know their scripture. You know, they're, they're as secular as it can be. And they all nod along. Oh, yeah, that's great. How about you go, go on a show your own size and start to talk to people that actually know the Bible? I'm not saying I know it better than, you know, Jack Hibbs or anybody, but enough to play ball and enough to call it the BS that you're peddling, trying to tell Christians they shouldn't be involved in politics. Play cut 50. Unfortunately, I think this love of country, which can be healthy to a point, over-realized among some of these evangelical Christians, has sort of merged two kingdoms into one and has created this, this belief that somehow if America falls, then God himself is defeated. When, again, as Christians, we believe that Jesus triumphed over the grave. So there is no such thing as defeat. But when you begin to think of America as almost this covenant nation that, 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 that God has ordained us, God has blessed us, and you are fighting for God by fighting for America, that is Christian nationalism, and that is what has infected much of the church today. Hold on a second. The first part is, not a single Christian I've ever talked to believes that if America falls, God is defeated. I've never met that Christian that is a straw man, that is a goofy, sounds nice to say on MSNBC, nobody believes that. To the point of caring about your nation— That is true. You should care about your nation. Daniel fasted and prayed for the nation that he was in. Shouldn't we care for the least of these? Remember, the number one advocates for the Constitution and restoration of the constitutional order are Christians, which is Tim Alberta and Rob Reiner and Russell Moore. If they came to our pastor summit, which they won't and they wouldn't because they're intellectual cowards, you know what unifies the pastors? They want a restoration of the U.S. Constitution. That's what they want. You could put all the noise and all the frill aside. What, what drives the pastors at the TPUSA Faith Strong Church event at Dream City Church is the U.S. Constitution, is the promise of the American founding, is a restoration. The message of the pastors that we are supporting, that we are organizing, is in direct harmony with the founding fathers, with the framers of this beautiful country. And what's going on here with Tim Alberta, supported by MSNBC and the entire regime, is they are terrified. Can we put up the picture again, please, of what's going on right now as I as we do this program? They are terrified of the packed room we have at Dream City Church. They're terrified that pastors are going to up their game. They're terrified that thanks to Turning Point Actions Training. These pastors are going to leave with the data, technology, training, and capacity to ballot chase, fill precinct committee positions. And they're using this slur, oh, you're a Christian nationalist, to try to say, 
Go back in the corner. Go be a good little obedient boy. Stop asking questions. Or as it would say in Exodus 1, just keep throwing the firstborn in the river. Don't question Pharaoh. Don't question the leader. Adam Kinzinger chimes in. Cut 55. There is no difference between Christian nationalism, which is what he's representing, right. than the Taliban. Now, maybe the end is different. Maybe yes. the means are different. But there's no difference in saying well, this is a government and, run on again, religion. Here- no difference between the Taliban and Christian nationalism. They're trying to lay the prerequisite to use drone strikes against Americans in our lifetime. You might think I'm wild for saying that. That right there is a clip where Adam Kinzinger, what do we do to the Taliban? We fought the Taliban. We killed the Taliban. We used missile strikes against the Taliban. Okay, now you have James Carville, bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. Hold the phone here. Is Adam Kinzinger going to just say, hey, we, you know what? Let's just bomb the strong church event. How is that logical conclusion incorrect? And by the way, I'm open for a correction. Adam Kinzinger says there's no difference between Christian nationalism and the Taliban. They call TPUSA faith Christian nationalism, Rolling Stone, New York Times, Washington Post. If correct, Adam Kinzinger, do you support drone striking the TPUSA faith event going on right now? And if not, do you not actually believe what you're saying? We're also supposed to believe that these Chinese, Venezuelans, these invaders that are coming across the border, you're trying to say that they love the country as much as these 1,200 plus, however many, I think it's 1,300, over 2,000 attendees total last night. I know that. Some were church leaders, not all of them were pastors last night at our strong church event, that they love the country more. By the way, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, these are people of faith. And again, they don't, they're never intellectually challenged because they live in their little silos and they send out their salvos. Do you want to, I encourage you to read the state constitutions of Pennsylvania, of South Carolina. These were founded with Christian elements and foundational requirements that nine out of 13 of the original states, the original colonies said you could not serve in office unless you were a practicing, devoted, evangelical or Protestant Christian. Let's play some more tape here. They they are on this like a dog with a bone. Joy Reid is really terrified that someone who believes in God might serve in government. Play cut 52. Russell Vought, Trump's former OMB director. Christian nationalism is a top priority, along with invoking the Insurrection Act on day one to quash protests and refusing to spend authorized congressional funds on unwanted projects. Continue with cut 53. Thanks to reporting from Politico, the New York Times and Axios, we now know that CRA and Project 25 have a long list of plans for America on day one of a second Trump administration, including mass deportations, shooting migrants at the border, full immunity for police to kill at will, gutting the EPA, terminating the Constitution, bombing Mexico, exiting NATO, banning Muslims from entering the country, imposing ideological screenings for immigrants. Now, she's not a very smart person, okay? She never has been. She's, she is who she is. Terminating the Constitution, excuse me, every single Christian pastor that I'm alongside, they love the Constitution. They study the Constitution. They take the Hillsdale online courses. They listen intently when Bill Federer does his Constitution 
speech talks about the Christian elements of how in the book of Deuteronomy, it was the most quoted book, secular or religious, during the American founding. Joy Reid is going on that we want to terminate the Constitution. This is all an effort to try to get the church to heal. And quite honestly, it's partially working. I know so many pastors, not the ones at our event, some are at our event, are there to be convinced, that say, Charlie, I just don't want to be called a Christian nationalist. My elder board And I'm just going to sit this election cycle out. I'm not going to speak about any issues. I'm just going to do the gospel. I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. You will be judged for such cowardice. You will be judged. There is no such biblical basis. You should resign from the ministry if you think you can sit idly by while the great nation that you are in that funds 80% of all evangelical ministry across the planet, the number one funder of missionary work, the number one place of charity, that you get to sit idly by while this country collapses. You shouldn't be a pastor. Go sell insurance. It's fine. Nothing against insurance, people. Just if you're a pastor, you better saddle up because it's game time. And I don't care if they call you a Christian nationalist. I don't care what they call you. You got to get in the arena. You speak truth. Speak courageously. And if you don't have, if, if you're not cut out for it, that's fine. Just don't use the label pastor. Get out of the way. Are you ready to lose weight but not sure where to start? I understand. I was right where you are two years ago. Let me tell you why I chose the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Program. First, Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition. There is so much more. They know that 90% of permanent change comes from the mind, and they work on eliminating the reason you gain this weight in the first place. There's no shortcuts, pills, or injections, just solid science-based nutrition and behavior change. And finally, a probably most importantly, I lost 30 pounds. Look, they're amazing. If you want to lose weight, you got to go to myphdweightloss.com. I was just texting with Dr. Ashley Lucas today. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time, call 864-644-1900. Go online at myphdweightloss.com. Do what I did and what hundreds of my listeners have done and call today, 864-644-1900. I recommend their program. Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition, but it's so much more. Go to myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. Call 864-644-1900. I lost over 30 pounds. Dr. Ashley Lucas, great American. Check it out, myphdweightloss.com. They have to do everything they possibly can to diminish the ascendant movement in this country. For example, Monmouth University poll shows that six in 10 people see illegal immigration as a very serious problem. We have yet to talk about this. However, it's almost every single day. Almost every single day, an American is murdered by an illegal. Almost every day. And this one, Lakin Riley in Georgia, is really hitting home. It's a terrible story. And it's a guy who never should have been released from prison from New York City for a crime against a child, is released, goes down to Georgia, and murders a Georgian. In here in the state of Arizona, a guy was just arrested at Scottsdale Fashion Square. Nice place. He was a serial killer, an attempted serial killer, would go around to places with knives and start killing random people. Released from New York. And by the way, New York wants him back and Arizona is refusing to send him back. That's the right move, by the way. People are starting to wake up. They're starting to see the amount of illegal crime. What I mean by that, illegals committing crime. And these are not your typical, you know, migrant farm workers. No, these are fighting age Chinese Venezuelan men. You know that there's over 120,000 Chinese that have illegally come across the border that we know of? 120,000. 
Are there sleeper cells in this country? Are they infiltrating the grid? It's as if we want it to happen. And the ascendant movement in this country is starting to push back against it. A majority of Americans want a border wall. Finally, they want a border wall. First time ever, a majority of the country wants it. That is brand new. This is why they have to play all these games. This is why they have to call your local pastor a Christian nationalist. That's why they have to call you all this, that you're a domestic terrorist. That's why Adam Kinzinger has to allude to the fact that we're going to mobilize F-16, start bombing Christians. He's essentially using that symmetrical language. Oh, they're like the Taliban, James Carville. Oh, they're like Al-Qaeda. Remember, Trump was called a racist and a xenophobe for the wall. Now we are in a majority. And unfortunately, we're in a majority because we're suffering. It's a, a, a tremendous amount of suffering that has had to lead to this transition. And we got to give a hat tip, Elon Musk. The fact that we can speak freely online has allowed us to have this drumbeat every day to educate millions of people, millions and millions and millions of people. And so part of their strategy, and this is why they're going to try to do Nikki Haley as no labels. They're gonna, they're, they're, there's something goofy that's going to happen. And I, I don't mean just disease X and all that other stuff that might come. They're going to do something goofy with third parties at this thing. They, if they actually are going to run Biden, which is about a 50-50 shot in my estimation, but it looks as if he's running. They're not going to just let Biden have Cornell West, Jill Stein, RFK splinter his support. They're going to try to run some sort of favored Democrat or favored Republican. Has Mitt Romney said he's not running for the presidency or was it just Joe Manchin? I can't remember. I think it was just Joe Manchin. So they could do some sort of Romney cinema thing. I think it was just Manchin. And, and maybe they didn't want Manchin. Maybe Manchin was too Democrat. Maybe they want someone on the right to pull away from Donald Trump's support. Who knows? They need to put forward the slur of Christian nationalist. Because it sounds like a dog whistle. Well, you don't actually hear a dog whistle. But it, it is a dog whistle to try and deteriorate this ascendant movement. And understand, this is the last piece. If evangelicals vote as Republican as they did in 2016, the cake is baked. Donald Trump's largest base is not overly religious people. It is religious people that support him, but they'll passively go to church. They'll say they're religious, but they don't go to church that much. The hyper-religious are not as on board for Trump as you might think. In 2016, Donald Trump won 81% of the evangelical vote. I think it was lower in 2020. It had to be. I think it was like high 60s, low 70s. It was 77%. That's the whole ballgame, everybody. 70, so that was a four-point decrease. If we can get that number back to 2016 levels, which looks like it can happen, plus you got Hispanics, you got blacks, you got the immigration issue, that's why they're doing what they're doing. The bad guys understand the threat of the church because deep down they are administering a secular globalist agenda. What is the solution to secular globalism? Christian local action. Christian local action. You don't like what the secularists are doing with globalism? Have bottom up, church by church, block by block, precinct by precinct strategy to get this country back on track. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless.
For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.